Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. To Saturday Night on the Circle on 93 WIPC. Welcome back to Saturday Night on the Circle, where the situation on the southern border continues to disintegrate as the administration refuses to change course, even as the immigration issue develops into a central focus of the 2024 election cycle. Thanks for tuning in. You can find my podcast on WIBC.com. And thanks to producer Jack, who's pushing the buttons and doing the things to make the show function. We begin with Corrine Jean-Pierre attempting to shift the blame for the deteriorating condition on the southern border to Republicans and claiming that they somehow want to defund the border agency, which is untrue. Even liberal media outlets like the Washington Post had to rate the claim as objectively false, which it absolutely is. The administration performing some funny, uh, uh, funny math to achieve their uh, false narrative and Corrine Jean-Pierre towing the line in the latest press conference. Um, why are you repeating this false claim that Republicans voted to reduce the number of Border Patrol agents, even though the Washington Post gave the administration three Pinocchios for that? So we don't believe it's a false claim? Alternative facts to that. Uh, our statements were very direct here. Uh, last year, House GOP voted, uh, voted, and not only did they vote for it, but they touted it. They touted their Limit, Save, Grow Act. That's the act. Well, let me, that. And they vowed they, that it would they never limit, they, they, they voted for it and touted it, right? This is an act. And this would have forced the elimination of 2,000 border patrol agents. That's what this act that they touted, that they voted for uh, in the House. Uh, so that was their proposal, and and that was so what they, they voted for back in, in May. They, they clearly stated at that time that border patrol, um, also veterans benefits and entitlements would never be impacted by any of the reductions. The, and also the bill never had any appropriations in it. So this claim that you guys are rolling out, you know, it's the White House applying White House math to a bill that never had any appropriations. And moreover, the administration or the uh, members in Congress who, you know, put this together vowed that it wouldn't affect policing. So the reason I, I ask is because it's just, you know, to, to voters, don't you think they know the difference between, you know, what is a, a truthful statement and what is spin? And is it in, insulting to them at all to keep saying it when it was, it's just not true? <laughs> be funny if it weren't so pathetic. No, what the heck, I'll laugh anyway. <laughs> now, one thing I'll say is somebody in the press conference needed to put their phone on mute. That was pretty rude for it to keep going off in the middle of an exchange between the press and the press secretary. But other than that, I also wanted to point out that it's absolutely ridiculous to try and blame Republicans for diminishing the capacity of the border security when the bill didn't even pass. And the problem predated that particular proposal. So, Corrine Jean-Pierre is deflecting in a way that, yes, absolutely diminishes the credibility and 
confidence the American people have in the administration as well it should. And we can see the effect that it's having on communities as they cross the border 10,000 a day um, in, in some cases, reaching record highs, and then being forced to sideline local community children in order to provide their care. And I'm referring, of course, to a uh, uh, Brooklyn high school where principals at her wit's end uh, because parents are criticizing her for the decision she was likely pressured into by the administration for moving the children to remote learning in order to accommodate migrants moving into the high school uh, because there were torrential downpours at their uh, facility and they had to take shelter from the rain. Naturally, that meant that uh, children would do remote learning so they could take shelter in the school because, of course, this is the ultimate, like, downstream effect of the policy decisions and the negligent open border policy that liberals have maintained throughout this administration. And I understand the frustration of the principal, but perhaps I would suggest her outrage is misplaced, not at parents who want accountability for their children's well-being, but rather at the administration and their negligent policy decisions, which have forced her to uh, house these migrants, even temporarily. I see some of the comments. I appreciate you voicing your opinions. Someone wrote that I should care for my own kids. Please know me. Please come in two weeks back on the Zoom when we have it again. Please know that I put your kids first. I, I do what I do because I care about children. And I find it offensive that people are putting things on that chat. How dare you? I don't understand how people who never come on a Zoom like this could take an opportunity like this evening to throw mud. This is for one night. One night. No, no, this, this whole thing, all of this, it's all about me. So it's not about her and her frustration and parents. It's about the ultimate responsibility of the administration. So she didn't handle that appropriately, but I, I do understand the pressure that she must be under because of the influx of migrants that the Biden administration has invited and continues to by funding them, which Karine Jean-Pierre was bragging about, providing extra funding to these migrants to the tune of billions of dollars. I heard you say this very recently about how those actions that are being taken uh, by Republican leaders, leadership uh, is inhumane uh, and it's demoralizing and it doesn't it doesn't lead to the safety uh, of, uh, of communities here uh, and so we've called that out and we'll continue to do that and I've spoke to this already but I'll, I'll lay it out a little bit more during the, the last year uh, what our administration was able to do it, it, in, corrobor in corroboration with states and cities across the country we launched this one one uh, one-stop shop clinics to help eligible uh, non-citizens get working permits uh, and decompress the res respective shelter system. That was something that that uh, uh, that local leaders and state leaders asked for, and so we were able to obviously work in collaboration and getting that done. Uh, to date, these clinics have have served more than 10,000 people, uh, so they've been effective. Uh, and so, and another thing that we've heard us speak to is that we provided more than one billion dollars uh, in grant funding for jurisdictions uh, hosting recently uh, arrived migrants. So that's been important. Work permits that the majority of 
the migrants chose not to even make an application for it. She's bragging about 10,000 migrants having been served by this clinic. More than a billion dollars of funding provided. 10,000 migrants. That barely covers one day's worth of influx from the southern border, which should illustrate the magnitude of the situation and the absent-mindedness of Democrats who continue to invite this by providing them funding. It's not just for the community clinics. It's also for things like free rent in Maine, not for one month or even two, two years of free rent. And now free rent for some migrants in Maine. Taxpayers there are footing the bill for new apartments built specifically for these newly arrived border crossers. Not only a free roof over their heads, they have at least, wait for it, two years worth of rent paid for. I'd like an ice cream about this high. Okay, coming right up. What do I owe you? Nothing. It's for free. Free? Naturally, you're going to have an influx when you offer limitless funding and constant goodies. What is this? What is this nonsense? And Democrats, again, trying to blame Republicans and saying that it's racist to send migrants to African-American majority cities, which misframes and misrepresents the issue. But I'll I'll go ahead and let uh, Representative uh, uh, Jasmine Crockett uh, tell you about how racist it is to send migrants to African-American controlled cities. Republicans are yelling that states don't have the tools to help with migrants, but rather than work with Democrats, Republicans are targeting communities of color and Democratic cities like Chicago, New York, and Philadelphia. And while they say that it's about Democrat-run cities, I do want to point out another similarity that they have. These are cities that are run by African-Americans. So while I know that they love to pretend as if there are no racial undertones, it is just striking to me. Oh no, what, what happened? What ha- oh no, how terrible, that's just, that's just awful, how terrible, oh no. Completely misrepresents the issue because it's not about uh, African-American run cities, it's not about even Democrat run cities, it's very specifically about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities which not in the, so, in the not so distant past of like 2016 were standing in virtue signaling about how they would never uh, report illegal migrants that came to their doorstep onto border enforcement, no, they would shelter them and provide for them. Uh, but meanwhile, they expected Texas to primarily shoulder the burden of those migrants who were crossing the southern border. And finally, look, they said that they've had enough. And finally, these liberal sanctuary cities have to have a taste of their own medicine and experience the repercussion of their own negligent policy decisions. That's what's going on. It's not about racism, no matter what Representative Crockett would like to have you believe. Thanks for listening to Saturday Night on 